What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Hoagie Sports Podcast, your sports fill for the week. Make sure to check us out on social media, Twitter at Hoagie Sports and Instagram at Hoagie underscore sports. We have a couple topics we want to cover today. Uh, the Sixers embarrassing playoffs yes. and uh, some AFC fantasy rankings. Yeah, I'm excited. Back, a uh, little break. Um, yeah, school kind of got out of hand. It really um, did, yeah. Yeah, we, so, but we're back now, I think, and just yep. a little different format. We're kind of going to... Um, take away some of the stuff we used to do and just make it more free-flowing. Yeah, I think. more yeah. chill. I think, you know, yeah. in the coming weeks you can expect just some, you know, a little bit of current events, but we're going to help you, uh, I think, win your fantasy leagues now. Yeah, exactly. yeah that's so going to be the main I focus. I mean, me more than others, but... Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, but it doesn't translate to fantasy success when the season's on the line, Mike. Yeah, that's true. Uh, no comment. No comment. <laughs> so. All right, should we cover the Sixers first? Yeah, we'll All start. Right. Jump right yeah, in. Yeah, so, I mean, as... Probably almost the entire world seems to know now. 76ers lose in seven to the Atlanta Hawks. Another Doc Rivers choke job. Process seems to be all but dead. I mean, kind of embodied in Ben Simmons Mm -hmm. not dunking the ball. Yes. Yes. I I think the the play that really embodied it was when he had that open layup and just dished it right to uh, Matisse Thibel. Like, like, Um, that that, that, that just... I saw our entire season crumble right before, right before my eyes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and you know it's bad when even, uh, what, Embiid pointed that out, right? Yeah, he did. In he the press pointed conference. out in the press conference. He said, that's the moment when I knew mm-hmm. we we lost. Yeah. That's for me when yeah. we had lost They were game. just playing with no real confidence. No confidence. And the difference is, it's Ben Simmons was playing terrible, and he made that play. Trey Young was playing terrible, and he pulled up and hit like a 30-foot 30, 30 yeah. three. Yeah. Um, so that's just the, the difference I mean, there. and yeah, if I can go on my Ben Simmons rant for a little bit, it, it, how can you be an NBA player and not even be able to make or, or take a jump shot? It boggles my mind. Yeah, it's not even that. Like, the free throws. Like, a, a, a team that, you know, has done well in the last couple of months of the season. They got, you know, new coaching staff, whatever. They did, they did well at the end of the season. They were one of the best teams in the East. However, if you are a number one seed and one of your starters can't, like goes thirty percent from free from free throws, you're not a championship team. You're, you're just you. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, the fact that he's gotten worse, he's regressed in his career over free throws, and I've been anti Ben Simmons. You can you guys can confirm yeah. anti Ben Simmons all the way because people saying I remember every summer. What is the story on the radio? Oh, Ben Simmons in the gym. Yeah. Apparently, you know, he's working yeah. on his jump shot. It looks good now. And it's just never happened. And, you know, shot, shooting isn't really something that you can – I don't think you can improve drastically on as a player. You, you Maybe kind of, once, once in a million, someone yeah. might find, like, a little, like, elbow motion or something super yeah. weird that was going wrong, and then they start – I can't think of an example. What, Jason Kidd, I think, is a Maybe, that, famous yeah, example. but that's one – there's a one in a million chance that Ben Simmons hits a free throw. Yeah, like, and and I mean, at this point in his career, I think it's time we give up. You can't be playing a – you cannot be paying a player max money to not score. The NBA is a league where you need players who can score – and you're wasting a max contract on somebody who put up, who took what? What was it? Six fourth quarter shots throughout the entire series. Something like that. Yeah. It, it was single um, digits. I know that. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's embarrassing, and I think now there's nothing left to do except to ship off Ben Simmons. You know, the experiments failed. The process is done. Yeah. But I mean, now it's at the point where what do you get from Ben Simmons? It's That's true. And all this, um, I think the main problem with Ben Simmons, I don't think it's his free throws at all. They're obviously, but on the surface, they look at the main issue. The issue is he has to be the best player on the team. That's just the type of player he is with the assists, and he's always driving the ball on mm-hmm. the fast breaks and stuff. But he's not good enough to be the best player on a championship team. Yeah. I think to an extent, it's the same with Embiid. Embiid can't play second fiddle. Yes. And Ben Simmons can't play second fiddle. So I they're think- both co-stars of sorts and that one of them in both of them trying to take over the game neither one of them do well i disagree because ben simmons has shown that he can't and doesn't want to take over a game. yeah i i mean yeah that's true and like you're saying yeah uh i know a lot of a lot of the guys have been kind of shooting around trades you know simmons and harris for x player yeah 
But if I'm a team, why would I give up my superstar for Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris when I know that Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, with Joel Embiid's help, with a solid team around them, couldn't even make a conference final? Right. So I think think Doc's goal for Ben originally, at the beginning of the season, was to have him as our secondary scorer, which, as we all know, didn't pan out, right? So Tobias Harris had to step up and become the secondary scorer, which he did for a while. He did. He can admit that he did. Yep. But in the playoffs, Ben Simmons set a record low free throw percentage of all time at 32%. Okay. The, the, the lowest before that was Shaquille O'Neal with 37. I think and I... Sh- and Shaq could actually score. A- yes. Shaq could, could yes. actually be- score. Be- I mean, if you're having five points in, the, in, in a game seven of a series, that means everything. E- e- yeah. And you're on a max run? That, that's shame. I'm yeah. going to go into the driveway after we record this. I think I knocked down four out of ten free throws. At least. Absolutely. At least. I mean, the high schoolers can... It's yeah. literally... Tom Brady has a better chance of winning a Super Bowl... Than and be era than Simmons does making a free throw. It's it's absurd, but I think we're so though we're just kind of venting about Ben Simmons. Yeah, I so think should we shift to uh, Embiid annoys me when he well, you, posts you, it up you're not and big. he can't score. It no. just slows the offense down. I saw it so much. They were at their best when Ben Simmons was coming down the court and he was either playing Embiid on the fast break or looking for, like, Seth Curry or, like, Tobias Harris maybe cutting. But then late in the game, Embiid was like, this is my, like, career game. This is my chance to, like, take over. Ben Simmons would bring the ball down, throw a lob into Embiid, who'd just post his guy up endlessly, and then he'd get, like, a low percentage inside shot. Yeah. Okay, you know, maybe that's fair, but I will bring up one. I we It's definitely – Embiid doesn't have the most stamina – Think we can admit yeah. that he probably would benefit from somebody like he was in better can, shape this year. Though, who can create a shot? Who yeah. in those late game situations could maybe take some of that pressure off of him? But also, I think he was injured. I know he wasn't a fish, maybe not officially injured, but he was suffer uh, the uh, meniscus. Meniscus. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that probably hindered him a lot, made him a little bit more yeah. tired as the uh, as the game wore on. So. The only one I had uh, a pleasure watching was Seth Curry. I mean, he had a monster playoff series. I like yeah. Tobias Harris. I think Tobias Harris, he wasn't awful, but he wasn't. He, he needed to score more, best. and he can't yeah. score that much. Like, he, he really can't. And yeah, but I think the thing with Harris is you don't have the expectation for him quite as high as yeah. somebody like Ben Simmons. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm fine That's with fair. what he did. I think Doc Rivers isn't blameless in this. I think... Yeah, how about another choke for the, the, Well, the end of that game, they had... So they take a timeout, I think, with maybe a minute and a half left. And, um... Like, my dad was like... I was watching with my dad and some of my uncles, and he was just like, alright, they probably drew up two plays. They go down there, play one fails. The Hawks take it down. They foul. Knock down both free throws. I think maybe both. Maybe just one. And then, um... They take another timeout. And my dad's like, why did they take the other timeout? Like, usually you just draw up two plays, and they drew up another play. I don't know, maybe they didn't like the play they had before, but then that next play didn't work either. So I don't think Doc Rivers, they brought him in as some, like, coach who's going to take him to the next level. Like, obviously he's done decent Yeah, elsewhere, you took but... him to the next level in the regular in the regular season, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's that difference between regular season and postseason success. In the NBA, and um, and uh, it, it's the kind of thing where how many years have we seen the Jazz or the Nuggets or the uh, the Raptors mm-hmm. right get the number one seed mm-hmm. because they've expended all of their efforts, all of their energies into the regular season. Yeah, and we see you know a, a mid a mi- uh, more middle of the road seed like mm-hmm. the Heat or the. Uh, the Lakers, yeah, right, make a run into the playoffs, and I think what the year the Raptors made the final or won the finals. They what seed were they that year? I think they were three. They were three. So you know, the one year they don't get that one seed, you know, that maybe relax a little bit more in the regular season. I wonder if that was 
perhaps a little bit for the Sixers that maybe went a little bit too hard in the regular season. Doc Rivers is more of a regular season coach. They need mm-hmm. more of a postseason guy. And to transition into like the the, the final four teams left, I, I believe Stephen A. and like you know the big media is saying that this could be like the most uneventful. Um, Final four teams of all time, and I disagree. I, I disagree. Think, yeah, it's, I it's think not, this could be it's fun not the because most glamorous no, no, no. Star but like that's why it makes it fun, right? Yes. That's what you want to watch. You want to watch those teams that have been grinding all year, like Milwaukee and uh, Atlanta. The for, Suns for, have been grinding for ten years. Like that's to that's get it's that so fun to watch. DeAndre Ayton and and like um, oh my gosh, like I believe the the. What is it? Chris Paul is coming back. Like the drama, the the, you know, he was on he was on the COVID list, and he's coming back to be to play, uh, against his old team, and it's just so fun. Like it's just riling me up just thinking about it. Like, yeah. it's gonna be so so awesome to watch. Yeah, and can I talk about the, going back to my point about the regular season, the teams that are left are the three, five, two, and four seeds. Or yeah, like that's, right. And so, again, back to what Aiden is saying, these teams are so fun to watch. Yeah. You know, I, I think if you look at Phoenix, um, you know, they got a really talented young core. And can we, uh, can we talk about CP3? The fact that yeah, this man, true. as old as he is, he is almost, uh, I'm trying to think of a good compare. Drew Brees levels. I'm not yeah. going to say Tom Brady because yeah. Yeah. no one can be no, Tom no. Brady, but. He just powers through in that old age and transforms that Suns team into a real contender. Everywhere he goes becomes a contender. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who do you guys like for the uh, finals? Oh, that's tough. So a- as much as I hate to say it, so I ha- here's here's my prediction. As much as I hate to say it, I think Trey Young will do well this series. I think he will. The Bucks and the Hawks will be close. I think the Bucks will edge them out because Chris Middleton – uh, we'll hit another clutch jumper or something like that. Um, on the other side, I mean, the Clippers, it's hard to come back from an 0-2 series. Yeah. So I'm going to take, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take CP3 there just because, uh, you know, I, I how agree. fun, would it, I, be, I agree. How fun got, would it be to see I've got final. Suns, Bucks in the finals. Yeah, as do I. But what about once we get to the finals? I don't know about you I'm guys. Gonna, I'm going to withhold my judgment until I see Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. I just – I can't see the Suns winning the NBA I think they finals. might choke. How cool would it be for Giannis? incomprehensible to, to me is yeah. the Phoenix Suns after, like, years of just sucking. Yeah. I, I can't see them winning. And I just think Giannis is going to have that star power. We always think, I think star power, I think I overrated yeah, I mean, it at times. Sometimes you have those, uh, sorry, to go back to what you said about, can you see the, the Phoenix Suns winning an NBA final? Again, could you, see the, could you see the Atlanta Hawks winning an NBA final? Well, yeah, but you never... Or a couple, or a couple of years ago when the, um, when the Jaguars got to the AFC true. Championship game, like, could you really see the Jaguars yeah. in the Super Bowl? I mean, to be fair, Trey Young put up 48... Points last night, forty-eight against yeah. one of the arguably the best, better or best defensive teams in the league, in the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing you know is Trey Shooter's gonna Trey, uh, Trey Young is gonna shoot sure. for better or for worse, whether he's making, whether he's missing. Yeah, yeah. He, he I does. think I come back to that shot he hit in Game Seven. He was shooting like fifteen, like what twenty percent, maybe twenty percent from the floor, yeah. and he's still pulling up. And then when one of them connects. It's usually in a clutch moment too, ice yeah. tray. Exactly. So yeah, I, I think I got the Bucks, but you guys can't call your can't call it yet. Haven't seen enough. Are you taking I them to the finals, the Bucks? Yeah, I think they're winning it all. I think this is their year. Yeah. Right. I mean, I would be fun Fair to see Giannis win, but yeah. All right, all right. Shall we transition? Now we move over to the world of fantasy football. It's our favorite gonna, time of the year. Yeah, it is. Probably the best sport ever oh, yeah. invented. Oh, yeah. 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 So we're going to be talking about the uh, AFC East uh, this this week, you know, start our divisional previews. And just for a frame of reference, when we refer to uh, players, we're going to be assuming that it's uh, standard scoring full PPA. Right. All right. Yeah. I mean, but then again, the changes probably won't be that much Drastic. up and down not when huge, you go not PPR. But, yeah, maybe but a just running case. back gets behind a receiver or something like that. Yeah. All right, Mike, what do you got? Where are we starting? All right, we're going to start off 
in the divisions in the order that the teams finished. So AFC East, we'll start with the Buffalo Bills. And I think you cannot talk about the Buffalo Bills without first talking quarterback, and that would be Joshua Allen. Obviously, near MVP season uh, he had last year, his breakout. Do you guys see that continuing next year? I totally do. I think he's developed. I remember my uncle's a big Buffalo fan, um, so we were watching them. They're Mm -hmm. they're, they're not my second team, but I'm always kind of pulling for him, mainly for my aunt and uh, my cousin's sake because they don't want to deal with a brooding uncle (laughs) for a week after a Bill's loss. But, um, uh, yeah, I've seen him as a rookie. I wasn't impressed by him at all. He just seemed like – the average like big arm big QB you know what I mean but then he's taken yeah. some steps and some That's of the throws he guy. linked up with like uh Diggs last year oh yeah crazy like he's rolling left yeah. cross body back to the right to Diggs it's just insane how much he's developed so I think definitely uh definitely he's someone I'm gonna personally be keeping an eye on and maybe picking up early in fantasy and it's yeah. nice to see like I don't know I my I have an aunt and an uncle that are also from uh, the upstate New York, and they, they, we just love watching the Bills. But I, you know, I mean, the Eagles are not going to be great this year, so they'll be a fun team to root for. But uh, yeah. you know, I, I just I can't see Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen underperforming this year. You know, I will throw a little bit of uh, doubt onto this. You know, Josh Allen, I still have Josh Allen uh, in my rankings as quarterback. I think he's the guy who should be second off the board. But there is a caveat. You know, there is a little bit of reason to be worried. He just had a huge season. You may see a little bit of regression back to the mean. He lost uh, John Brown. That that Bill's offense really has not gotten better at all. It, It stagnated, and when you stagnate in the NFL, you move backwards, you regress to the mean. And I think Josh Allen's going to have a really good season this year, just maybe not... As good as yeah. last year. What did Let he me put finish like at last year? Was he QB two? He was QB two. I want no say. doubt in my mind. They'll still be a playoff team. Like that, that, that. There's no no question. Yeah, but here's what I'm saying about Josh Allen. If you had to say, if you give me a bet and said, does Josh Allen finish as a top three QB or outside of the top three QBs? I would say it's about a fifty fifty. Yeah. Okay, but. If you said, does Josh Allen finish outside of the top five QBs, I'd say you've got about a 0% chance of that happening. What I'm saying is Josh Allen is number two for me because he is safe. Mm -hmm. But I think you look at players like Lamar, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, one or or two of those is going to finish above Josh Allen. I don't want to be the one who has to decide who it. Which well, one. speaking of regressing to the mean, Kyler Murray. Not to get too far off topic, Josh Allen, but I think Kyler Murray is someone who I definitely see regressing to the mean more I than agree. Josh Allen. He's just not as developed of a passer. Mm-hmm. True. But then again, a thirty-yard rushing touchdown is nine points. Yeah, that's something. A seventy-five-yard passing touchdown is seven. Seven. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I mean that's something you definitely have to look at too with Josh Allen is. Uh, He's going to be a little bit more of a passer, but he definitely gets those goal line touches. That's right, true. that's gets true. Gets those rushing touchdowns, which I think is a great transition uh, to the running backs. You know, uh, often have their touchdowns vultured away by Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, and Zach Moss. I'm not very high on this on them this year. I have them as running backs uh, 35 and 36 in my rankings. Yeah. Zach Moss slightly ahead of Devin Singletary just for the touchdown upside. But uh, stay away. Yes, yeah, just, just come in yeah. with a rushing quarterback. Just don't talk. I about believe him. I had Singletary last year. Heavily underperformed. He was uh, not not great. Uh, not not the not the number one running back that you want. Just I don't know. It just yeah. It was the, a disappointment. The the thing with those guys is you got to look. You know, maybe they do finish the year. Somewhere in the early thirties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, he might that's go. Might move likely. up. He might move they're, up. They're they're going to put up decent points, but again, when I'm drafting, I don't want to be drafting guys who have very little upside. Right. Yes. Right. Singletary and Moss, they're not going to perform very well. The, the, the offensive line in Buffalo stayed the same. They have never had a very strong running game. They've got a time split. And Josh Allen. 
and Josh Allen. Yeah, it's vulturing touchdown. It's going to be it's going to be a passing team. And they don't and they don't catch passes either. That's Neither right. of those backs is particularly adept at catching passes. Yeah. And then I think when you add on to the fact that you know they're going to. You're basically looking for a touchdown. You right. know, maybe you're. It's late, and you say, "I need a bench running back, just yeah. to add some depth." And you need to throw him in on a. Singletary's your guy. And pray for. They're both your guy. They're both your guy. But I think there's. Be- I think there's better options, even streaming options. Oh, I absolutely agree. Like you might pick up like if Dalvin Cook's out a week, you might look at like Madison for a week as opposed to like. But again, single- you have to have Madison on your roster. I guess. And he's uh, going to be sitting deep in your be bench. Out. He's going to be sitting deep in your bench, and he's going to be one guy that you yeah, need to pull that's a the, These a... are guys just plug and play yeah. Yeah. if you need someone to jump in, which I guess then moves us to the wide receiver position. And uh, I mean, not much to talk about. Yeah. Diggs, Diggs. Diggs is yeah. crazy. There's no real controversy uh-huh. about that, that he is an elite, elite receiver. With top an, five, with an elite quarterback. Top five, no doubt. All right, I have him as my uh, wideout four. I'm just kind of curious. I'm going to throw some names out for you guys. Tell right. me, would you draft them or Diggs, Tyree Kill? I'm, I'm. Ooh, that's tough, actually. Uh, I, you know, see, I wouldn't blame you for this because you know Diggs doesn't get injured. Clear cut number one. The, and I think kill does get and I think just, the Chiefs are they are, just annoy me because yeah. you see this like set <laughs> they see you see the seventy five yard touchdown for the Chiefs notification I'm like oh I bet it was Tyree Kill no it's the guy they pull off the practice squad see they have a four they have Andy <laughs> Reid and that's are. how Andy Reid coaches he'll 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 give the guys that nobody knows a chance and they'll 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 make one great play when they need it I'm right? still going Tyree Kill though I, I, I I'm, I'm taking Diggs I'm taking Diggs for this one and I'll tell you why. Like I said, they will pull up random people. First of all, like you said, and that's that's my biggest that's my biggest issue. But it, it's it's tough for me to rely on Tyreek Hill the entire season because he has those big games, but then he'll maybe have like like what eleven? Not, not a wins. lot of bad games. Yeah, he'll he'll occasionally have an absolute egg. And that's why I'm I don't saying think Diggs had one all season. That's he that's what I'm one. saying. Yeah, he's just got to worry line. about is you know uh, Tyree Hill has had a history of nagging injuries where yes, you know he maybe won't be out as often. But I mean, if you look at Tyree Hill, he had one, two, three weeks last year where he put up less than ten points. Yeah, and a lot of it and. Uh, he put up 6.5 in uh, most leagues championship weeks. And this is kind of a hot take, but I, 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 would, I would argue that Josh Allen is more reliable than Patrick Mahomes. I, I would. I would. I would say just that. in terms of target share, I kind of see where he's coming from. Just because you know Josh Allen is going to give Diggs the ball, but uh, okay, Mahomes fair, isn't fair. always looking. I. I yeah, I, I agree. Mahomes, I would argue, but, has the talent to put it elsewhere, whereas Josh Allen may need to rely on Diggs more. Yeah. All right, but uh, I'm not Devontae thinking, Adams. Oh. Devontae, there we go. Yeah. Devontae Adams or Stephon Diggs? Devontae Adams. Yeah, I'm taking Devontae well, I Adams. I think Adams is my wide receiver one. I would put him at, at one as well. Yeah. I, not, to, not to keep, you know, riding Tim or whatever, but I, I, would, I would put Devontae Adams above uh, <laughs> Stephon Diggs. I mean, I yeah, just I, trust I Adams a lot more, yeah. but I think it's... He's a beast. He's but, a monster. Here's the thing. I'm staying away from both of them. I'm taking a running back. You think they'll go yeah. like fifth or sixth pick? I'm going running back. Yes. I think, well, if we're going off of value, Tim I'm taking Diggs. Where do you think Diggs is going to go? Nine or ten or 11, 12, somewhere there? Diggs is going to be back of the first, like early, mid-second. In terms of value? Like, I mean, it depends on what your league, well, it's what you're looking for. Yeah, your league has. Uh, yeah, like what your league is like. Some leagues, I know, will draft seven straight running backs off the board to start the draft and then to, uh, Travis Kelsey with the eighth pick. Yeah. But, uh, I think Diggs is super high-valued where we think he's going to be on the draft board, yeah. especially compared to Adams, where Adams, you're hoping he averages 20 points, whereas from that value for Diggs, you're hoping he averages 16, 17, 18. Right. Um, you're looking for big numbers. Yeah. And not not to wear out uh, Stefan Diggs just Really quick, um, just yes or no answer, Calvin Ridley. I'm, I'm an, I, or just, yeah, name Calvin I'm, Ridley or Stephon Diggs. Diggs. Oh, yeah, I'm taking Diggs over Ridley. I am taking Ridley. 
I think Ridley's every day of the week. Such a big DeAndre risk. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, that, that's a huge risk. Uh, I'm taking. That's a tricky one. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one. That's I think they're really both, quick. Gut reaction. Gut reaction. Hopkins. I'm taking Diggs. I'm taking Diggs. All right. So moving on past Diggs, what about their wide receiver to Emmanuel Sanders? Garbage. Old. Way too old. Way too. I've been what do you have, Where do you have him ranked, Mike? I haven't. I haven't uh, finished my. Oh, so you're not that far yet. down. I'm not gotcha. gonna. No problem. It's still right early. now. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is consensus wide receiver. Uh, I think he's around the 40s. I want to say. So you're getting him as a uh, as your wide receiver three or four. If you that is great. If he can put up John Brown numbers from yes. there, there yes. that, that is phenomenal all, output. That is yeah. That's a that's a solid pickup if he's putting in the numbers. But I it, that is a a, a big risk. Okay. Okay. Actually, let me sorry. Emmanuel Sanders, wide receiver, seventy one right now, according to the uh, that's just according to his ridiculous value. That ECR. is. I mean, not. I don't think he's gonna put up like he's no. not gonna come out of nowhere and Absolutely be like fifteen not. to tw- sixteen points a week. You I might not even solid. get him in the top third. I hope. I hope he's top eleven. I think he gets eleven. I think that's his average for the year. Eleven. I mean, okay. Let me. Uh, last year, Emmanuel Sanders averaged eleven point eight points per game in PPR, and uh, he played in. Fourteen games. Yeah, well, it's it, it's it's not it's good value, like Tim said, but I don't know if I'm willing to to pick him up. Yeah, but some of the other names down there are just so obscure, yeah. and that's true. Seventy ones, <laughs> and then another veteran receiver, Cole Beasley. Again, he's a value. He's a guy. That's value. Remember, that's value. Last year in PPR, finished as wide receiver. I mean, near the end of the season, he played 27. well. 27. He played well. 27. Yeah. He played very well at the end of the season. It's I mean, I think Sanders and Beasley, we can agree, are guys who you can just, you know, pick up value. late to put on your bench. Yeah. And they can be plug-and-play guys. Right. Uh, Gabriel Davis, really quick. Guy who, mm, you know, maybe getting some sleeper hype. But for me, he's just kind of a deep threat who runs a nine. And you might be happy if you catch him on the week that he gets his 50-yard touchdown catch. But yeah. you're going to be sorely disappointed when he has two catches for 12 yards. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on. And finally, to... uh, last receiving option, Dawson Knox. Not really much to talk about. No, not not much. Yeah. No. Backup tight end, bye week no, tight end, maybe. I don't even think he deserves to be rostered. I don't. I don't uh, agree. I I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I I find it surprising that they don't use a tight end. It's... And I have Dawson Knox as tight end 37, because my tight end rankings again are very based off of upside. Yeah. Right, Dawson Knox has almost no upside. You want a dynamic tight end, and he's just not the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, your difference between your average tight end and your bad tight end is not a ton of points. I'll take a guy who could go up to that elite tier, and that's where you really make your money. Moving on to the second-place team in the AFC East, the Miami Dolphins. So, I don't know what you guys think about the quarterback this year, Tua Tagovailoa. I, I I honestly think he's a uh, he's a solid solid quarterback. He's they've gotten the threats that they needed for him, and uh, you know I think he'll have the uh, I don't maybe not. I don't, you never know. He, he it's it's hit or miss. Uh, I think I think he's gonna surprise people. I don't think he's gonna be a starter, but I think he might be worth it if you just do not care about your backup quarterback. <laughs> See, and then I think I think he's going to surprise people. I think Fuller, um, Devontae Parker, I think they could surprise some people down there in Miami. Like, they're not bad. I mean, you People forget that they're not tragic. They're not the, like, the yeah, Dolphins. They're not the Dolphins a couple years ago. They're not tragic. They're average. I get that, but I do not think that Teddy Bridgewater is a roster of, or not Teddy Bridgewater, sorry. Tua is a rosterable player. He's not a guy who I would roster. He's quarterback 32 out of 35 for me in my rankings. And I get that there is reason for optimism. The weapons have improved. Hopefully, you know, that can really help him, yeah. you know, perform better. But at the end of the day, uh, yeah, 
there is so much more upside and consistency that you can get on in the draft. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. My guy's right above him, Teddy Bridgewater. I think a guy who's just a little bit more proven, has better weapons out there in Denver. You know, Ben Roethlisberger, we know he's going to be pumping volume at the very least. Derek Carr, I have slightly above him. I think he's a guy who's been there and done that. Lots of points. Even yeah. I, I would take Taysom Hill in. Ahead of him. Definitely not. Just just for the upside. But remember, as a QB no. twenty seven, you're taking a flyer. I think he's. I think he is over Teddy Bridgewater first of all, and I think he's over Taysom Hill as well. I think it, 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 you've got to have faith. You've got to have faith in. But see, best case scenario for Tua, he's a what mid. To back end QB two. Yeah, I guess that's true, but it's. But I think best he's gonna case play scenario for Taysom Hill is he's a QB, you know, low end QB one. He's getting a lot of rushing. Maybe. That's where I am on. Yeah. And but speaking of weapons, are we going to running back or receiver? We'll go get a receiver. You know, yeah. we'll keep it in with the. Uh, yeah. We'll keep it with the quarterback. Yeah. So as we know, you know, Miami's gotten a lot of weapons this offseason. Who to you stands out as the best value, and who to you stands out as the worst value? The Flying V is the <laughs> best value player Amen. in the draft. Amen. Will Fuller is a phenomenal football player when healthy, and mm-hmm. when not when not taking illegal substances. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or like blowing out his ACL. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, I think he's a good pick, Mike. Where do you have him as in your rankings? Or you do not have down that far? No, I, I don't quite have him. Uh, in my rankings, but I agree with you. I think, you know, Will Fuller is by far the best value uh, I mean, on this Miami Dolphins team. I don't I don't love the, the idea. No, I don't love the <laughs> idea of drafting any of these Dolphins receivers, to be Just honest. Just because Tua is such a question mark to you? Tua is such a question mark. There's, uh, like the they've got, side. you know, they've got Gasicki, Fuller, Gaskin. Parker, um... Preston Williams is still there, obviously. Have Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. That's what I'm excited to see. They're going to want to fit into the offense. So I'm just going to stay away because right around where you have, you know, Will Fuller, if you look at, uh, if you look at other players around there, I would prefer to draft them. And for me, the worst value is Devontae Parker. Uh, right now, ECR, wide receiver, 44. Yeah, I think he's just going to be average. At yeah, this. again, he's your, he's now second wide out. I mean, maybe. Uh, I think almost third. I think Waddle's going to get a lot of deep looks. He's going to get a lot of time. See, that's another guy. I, I don't. I, another reason I don't I like Waddle any part, I don't know what Waddle's going to be. He's I think he's going to be overdrafted. He's he will be overdrafted. Be. People are going to be way too excited about rookie receivers in general this year. After Jefferson. After Jefferson. Metcalf uh, the year before that. Um, You've got Ayuk having yeah. a big season. And even this year, C.D. Lamb, too. Um, yeah. I think you got to be cautious overvaluing rookie receivers. Jalen Waddle's going to be used a lot in the short game. He's going to be running a lot of deep routes, or he's going to be running drags, trying yeah. to get the ball in their hand, in his hands. And I just don't know what to expect. A lot of these deep threat kind of speedy guys struggle. Look at Henry Ruggs last season. Yeah. And I know Jalen Waddle is a much better prospect than Henry Ruggs. Yeah. Who knows? Yep. And then uh, in terms of tight end, I think Gasicki is by far one of the worst values you're getting in drafts. I was just look, I was doing my tight end rankings today, looking at the ECR. Uh, Mike Gasicki is tight end eleven. That is the second worst value I think you can get at tight end. Who's the worst? The worst is Logan Thomas. We'll get to that when we get to the yeah. NFC East. I actually have Mike Gasicki as my tight end twenty-seven. Interesting. I thought as you my liked tight end twenty-seven. Gesicki. And again, don't take that as me saying that he's going to finish back there. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably going to still be a mid-range tight end, too. But everybody who I have in front of him, I think, has more upside or is going to be a little bit more consistent than Gasicki will be. I just think if you're drafting a tight end like Gasicki, you might as well just wait, get a guy later who who has way more potential to break out. If Gasicki was going to break out, he would have done it last year. Now he's got more competition for targets. We've seen it. Kasicki's done. I I think yeah I think that's a good uh, that that good point that he would have broken out already if he was gonna. I think 
it's a bit harsh on him. I think there's still room for growth, but I think, yeah, I don't like him very much this year. Should we move on to running backs? Yep. Yeah. What we got? So. So if you look at the depth chart, it's uh, not inspiring. Miles Gaskin, Malcolm Brown, uh, Salvin Ahmed, guy who uh, not great. Put in a nice week off the. Uh, put in a nice week for me off the uh, bench. Yeah. yeah. We say as my dehumidifier uh, is making cracking. <laughs> uh, so. We may all die in a second. Hold yeah, on a if minute. you hear some large explosions, uh, <laughs> call the police. Yeah, you we'll, know why? We'll probably all be dead by then. But uh, no, it's, it's all good. No, the don't kick. Stuff. Do not don't kick, the kick it. Dehumidifier. All right. Always helps. Anyway, back to Miami's running backs. Uh, some people that are probably low in value. Um, not great. See, I like Miles Gaskin. I think he has some solid value. I'm taking Miles Gaskin as my running back uh, 25 <sighs> this year. Yeah. Because I think it's going to be a solid value. You know, a lot of things that have been pointed out are the Dolphins put their trust in Miles Gaskin. They had every opportunity in the draft to take one of the running backs, to take uh, Javante Williams. Yeah. To, to, even to take. Um, ETN or Harris if they wanted. That's yeah. true. And, they, and didn't. they didn't even take one late in the draft. Yeah. They, they obviously like Miles Gaskin, like what he can do. They signed Malcolm Brown, who I don't think is anything more than depth piece just to take some of the workload off. Yeah. And, you know, as a guy who you can get being drafted as like a late late RB2, early RB3, you know, you go into your draft, you use some earlier picks on the receivers, yeah. and you say, oh, wow, I need running backs. Miles Gaskin is a surefire bet to mm-hmm. be just a consistent guy you can put that, in as your RB2. Yeah, I think at that, um, probably 24 to 36, like your RB3s essentially, mm-hmm. you're looking for them to finish as the running back 15 as, as to in, 20. Yes. And I say give them some time. And I think know. Gaskin will. Yeah. Yeah, and like, like Aiden pointed out, he's he's a younger guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And then... We move to the what third place New England Patriots. How weird is that? Yeah, it's weird. It's very strange. And what do you guys think about the quarterback situation? Uh, I think um, Mac Jones is going to be the starter early on in the yeah, year. You love to see it. You love to see another uh, another uh, dad bod white guy coming through New England. And yeah. you never know. He's very Brady esque. At least Brady in the start of his career. Exactly. Pretty, pretty on, similar to Brady. I mean, average. Yeah. On athletic. Yeah, a, a statue. Yeah, <laughs> not not a special arm. No, uh, you know your main your main pros are he's accurate and he has the intangibles. <laughs> it's like almost it's like a splitting. In- <coughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens, but I think he'll eventually. I think. Cam, yeah, I, I think. I'll I think Cam Newton, you can't promise yourself for another Brady, obviously. But my weird prediction is that Cam Newton will get hurt. Mac Jones will come in and. Be good, and then Cam Newton will never start again. If if Mac Jones lives up to the hype, Bill Belichick will be the best coach of all time, which he's already close. But yes, if Mac Jones, but I don't think I'm drafting either. Of no, them. no, no, absolutely not. But <laughs> just because there's too much uncertainty. Yeah. What do you think, Mike? See, I mean, this is another area where I'm going to disagree with you guys. I have Cam Newton as my quarterback. Okay. Uh, quarterback That's 26. Fair. Mac Jones is my quarterback 35. Because I love Cam Newton's value this year. I think he'll start for a couple weeks. If you're in a deep league or a super flex where you need to pick up a third quarterback, Cam Newton isn't isn't a terrible option. Because you remember last year, could you name me, you know, who is he throwing the ball to last year? He's throwing it to some rookie tight ends. Who are his tight ends? Devin Asiasi. Yeah, um, I think I personally I think his receivers he's going to Jacoby Myers. Yeah, not great, not great. I can't think of the names off the top of my head. He's, you know that offense is built around a lot of rushing upside for him. I think that now that he has weapons, they sign Aguilar, they sign Bourne, they sign Johnny Smith, they sign Hunter Henry. They've got a lot more, a lot more for him to throw to, and I think that at a baseline he's going to be better than he was last year. He'll give you that rushing upside. I think he's a sneaky value in drafts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he just has to play well, or else I think Mac Jones is going to come in. And I think Mac Jones comes in, you drop Cam Newton, you have an exact spot. And I think, I think, Cam, I think Cam will start for two, three weeks, maybe if if what you're saying is true, and then he'll sit. And, and, he'll, and he'll finish with a mediocre season. 
Uh, I'd hope, but... <laughs> That's the best case scenario if you're a New England Patriots fan. And then what are we saying now about the uh, people who's going to be passing to? I think the most interesting thing, we'll save, we'll table it for now. We'll talk about the wide receivers. Yeah, I can't even think. Aguilar. No, no I don't even Aguilar. say his name. You see, I was out there catching them babies. <laughs> Unlike Aguilar. Unlike Aguilar. Yeah. Uh, um, see, I mean, continuing the time-honored Philadelphia Eagles tradition of players being I mean, to be so fair, much better to be fair, he had, a solid, he had a solid season in Oakland before he went to... He did. You know, like I said, it's it's a tradition. You know, you leave Philly, you have a career renaissance. Yeah. That's just how it works. But I, I don't think I'm going to no. draft Aguilar. I'm not taking Kendrick Aguilar. Kendrick Bourne might be someone I look at. Even in Keel Harry, I have a lot of hope for in Keel Harry. He's very late. I'm not taking either of them. Uh, I'm just... I'm not. I yeah, I, I disagree with you on that one, Tim. And Keel Harry is dusted. Garbage. <laughs> he's yeah, literally he's like gone. a third-year pro. I mean, wide receiver one, Jacoby Myers, is probably getting a little bit too much disrespect. <laughs> yeah, that's not. But, I mean, it's <laughs> Jacoby Myers. I don't know if anyone's getting excited over him. I, guess. I mean, you uh, can't you can't bank your entire, like, like you know, your entire season on, on the... <laughs> I mean, where where he's going, he's probably, or Kendrick Bourne. Like you're not where where he's going. He's probably gonna wind up being a value just as being the number one. Uh, yeah, target. he's gonna get a lot of targets. Yeah. Like people are gonna, I mean, they're gonna throw not, them. Maybe not a lot, but a decent amount. Who, who, who do you reckon they're gonna? But throw like when like? you're being drafted as like a wide receiver ninety, it's pretty hard not to outperform that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Especially but if you're wide receiver number one. I do think Aguilar is a solid value right now. His ADP is wide receiver 64. Uh, so, I mean, that late, you take a shot on him. If he can do what he did, even if he can do what he did in Oakland as the team's primary deep threat work out of the slot, then I think you're happy with that, a guy you can put in your flex. Uh, yeah. Put in your flex spot, really. Yeah, I think At so. the most. At the most. Yeah. And then, you know... I think now it's the interesting part is the tight ends. Hunter yeah. Henry and Jonu Smith, who I have you do not like Jonu Smith correct? ranked uh, as tight ends number twelve is number seventeen. So I've got. John Are you were you big on Jonu Smith? I forget. I know we talked back about when him he before. was the lone tight end. In I'm not team. huge on Jonu Smith. Okay. I think Smith is not a guy who has a decent amount of upside. Again, I don't know how beneficial that offense is going to be to fantasy football. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's a guy you can you can take as a back-end tight end one, maybe even an early tight end two. I don't think the hype of Johnny Smith is, you know, the next guy who's going to break into that elite tier of tight ends. Oh, yeah. I just think that... Especially not with Hunter Henry who's no, yeah. his targets. With I think, Hunter Henry? I think Hunter Henry is going to be a sneaky guy. I haven't ranked as tight absolutely. end. Absolutely. Uh, seventeen, but that may need to go up. Honestly, I think that might. Honestly, I think maybe that might just go a down a little bit. I think you see. Yeah, I think at seventeen, maybe if you need a backup tight end, or you have yeah. like Kelsey, and then you want and you need, it's an off week, and you need to pick someone up. He'll be the. I guy. mean, I think he'll be solid. I mean, I think people underrate his talent. He's a talented, good tight end. You know? I mean, he's in in the NFL. To be fair, yeah. And then running back Damian Harris. Where do you have him ranked? Yeah, Mike. that's got to be low, right? I have him as my running back number 26. Oof. And the only reason Oof. I say that that's a is hit. because it's it's PPR, right? Yeah. So, you know, he, he's not a guy who's going to be catching <sighs> very many passes. He's going to get a lot of his targets taken away by uh, James White. I mean, he's being ranked right now in a... ECR is running back 28, being drafted as yeah. running back 35. I think there's a little bit to be said there about yeah. a, little bit of a, a little bit of a value there. Yeah, maybe. I just think he's just going to maybe get you 10 points optimally. Yeah, about 10. I mean, it's, that's, it's that's looking what, It's looking bleak if you're a Patriots fan. Uh, yeah, that's about what he averaged last year. I think people overhyped him because they were just happy to have a good Patriots running back again. Sony Michelle still yeah. Is yeah, Sony Michelle still with the Patriots? Right about 10 points. Sony Michelle is still in the Patriots, and that's what I want to talk about next. People, stop drafting Sony Michelle. <laughs> oh. The man 
cannot play football. Okay. I did that because I thought he was going to get. Yeah, you did do that. A lot of goal line carries. He got like (laughs) six points, and then the week I finally benched him, he had like 80 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Sony Michelle, people. He's good if you want a guy who's going to get 12 attempts, get you about 2.3 yards per carry. And you say, oh, yeah, 12 attempts. Let's go. That's good for hopefully 50 rushing yards and maybe a couple yeah. catches until you realize he rushed for 23 yards and the score is 2.3 points because he didn't catch anything. He didn't find the end zone. I'm drafting Damian Harris ahead of Sony Michelle. I'm drafting James White ahead of Sony Michelle. Heck, I'll even take Ramondre Stevenson. Kicker. He's, had some, he's had some rough years, hasn't he, for you, Mike? I mean, he had the one year, uh, I think it was his rookie year, maybe the year after, he was solid. But uh, two straight years of just being useless, awful yards per carry. Good old Rex Burkhead. I'm done with Sony Michelle, and he people think that he's something that he's not. I mean, he's, yeah. I really don't get the hype. He's being drafted, uh. by the way. He's, he's His ECR is RB55. He's being drafted as... RB sixty four, which frankly is way too high. And there's still going to be hype around him. You know, there's still going to be hype. There's going to be some columnists going to say, "Oh, Sony Michelle." And it'll be one of those shows that you tune into in the middle of the day to help improve your uh, your fantasy roster. And you're like, "Sony Michelle is a solid pickup for this week, and it'll put up one point two points." Yeah. Don't listen to him. Yeah. Whatever you do, do not listen to him. Listen to us. Listen to us, not them. Injured. On and off. <sighs> My guy, Sony. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we move on to the New York football Jets? Yes, we yes we shall. Uh, so quarterback, probably their most interesting position. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Yep. Where do you have um, Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson is my QB 24, and as my QB 24, he is my third highest ranked rookie. I think um, I think Zach Wilson's probably the most boring. Yeah, I would for, agree. Um, rookie QB pickup. Well, Mac Jones is pretty boring. <laughs> Other than to Mac. be fair, um, I guess. I mean, but maybe Calvin Mond, Davis Mills. Well, uh, out of <laughs> out of the ones picked early, like at Trey Lance, Justin oh, that's gonna be, Fields, gonna be fun Trevor to Lawrence, they all could have like pretty silly, uh, pretty cool seasons, maybe. I mean, he has one weapon. He has one. He's he's literally Jamison Crowder. Yeah. Oh, he has a uh, Corey Davis now. They also signed. Uh, oh, what's his name? Perryman. No, no, they have. Uh, Keelan Cole. Yeah. Elijah oh, they did. Moore. Yeah, they have weapons. It's not a. It, it's not a bad offense. I mean, for me, it just basically boils down to Zach Wilson's in a, a, a rookie. Um, I think you can just expect a meh season from him. Yeah. They'll be better than they, they, they were last year. Yeah. Again, you know, if you're looking for a rookie quarterback, to me, obviously you're taking Trevor Lawrence. They'll get ahead a couple of, of nice. You're taking nice Justin wins. Fields ahead of him because Zach Wilson doesn't really have that rushing upside, which you kind of need yeah. as a rookie. Yeah. They'll get a couple of dirty, like night, like like hard fought wins, and that's. I think so. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And then his receiving options, uh, we mentioned a little bit earlier. Again, it's another team I'm going to stay away from because they have a rookie quarterback. I don't know if Corey Davis is going to be uh, lead, you know, leading them in targets. I don't know if I trust Corey Davis as a first as a first wide receiver. I kind of like Corey Davis. So, uh, do you have him ranked or? I don't have him ranked. Gotcha. What What is uh What are the experts saying? Like? Yeah. So the experts have. Corey Davis as their... Are you taking him as the wide receiver one? You are, but no. He, he will wind up being the wide uh, receiver yeah, probably, one that often. But it won't so be he LA. is ECR 46, um, ADP, wide receiver 49, which I think is fine value. But again, I don't know... Yeah, I think it's above average value. It's not great. It's not good. It's. But again, I'd rather be taking guys like uh, being drafted around him. Like, uh, I'll take Michael Pittman uh, instead. Oh, my God. I'll take Michael Gallup. I'll take Michael Gallup uh, right there, I think, is a better value. Again, yeah. I just – he's going to be yeah. – he hasn't been a wide receiver one um, since A.J. Brown arrived. And his only good fantasy season has been with A.J. Brown. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, with I A.J. Agree. Brown to take away those receivers – 
I don't know. I mean, Jamison Crowder, people, still just flies way too far under the radar. But now he like has Crowder. actual competition like for targets. Elijah Way Moore. Overpaid. Elijah Moore. 28 mil. That's, I just looked up his contract to see how long he was with the, the Jets. Yeah, but That's why receivers get paid. Their contract, yeah, doesn't, like, he's their not, contract he's doesn't matter. In he's, it's just not worth that much money. He can't be. All right. Their that, that, that's that's what receivers like Crowder get paid. That's but, true. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> to be fair. I mean, it, yeah. Elijah Moore, again, he's a guy who I wouldn't mind taking a shot on as a rookie. But, again, he's competing for targets. He's got a rookie quarterback. They yeah. did take him in the second round. Word, Should be a fun team to watch, though. Yeah, and word coming out of camp, too, that Denzel Mims is running with the second team. So, I'm just going to stay away from him entirely. Absolutely. Apparently, yeah. Keelan Cole is looking really good. Uh, uh, who knows? Back stay away from, from all of these guys. Don't. Yeah. That that is. Yeah. That is basically the moral of the story. Oh yeah, and then at tight end, uh, Chris Herndon leads the room. Again, a guy who I don't want any part of. Absolutely I'd rather not. I'd rather take uh, Kenny Yaboa, who's the rookie tight end out of Old. And these Mets. are like like last last you know last options. Well, Kenny Yaboa, you're realistically not taking like. Yeah, you're picking them if up you have numbers. to take them. If you have, if you have to, I mean, yeah. Them. If you're in some kind of crazy like twenty team league, or if your draft goes into twenty rounds, yeah, take Kenny Yaboa, the tight end, twenty eight. He's worth a flyer, I guess. I don't know if you're if you're drafting, if you're drafting that late. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then we go to running back to the New York Jets. Uh, like what, what, what is that? What is that? Yeah, that's basically uh, the kind of consensus. You say, who are the New York Jets running backs? Yeah, i got to look them up. And, well, they got Tevin, <laughs> well, they got Tevin Coleman coming over from the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, well, that's all right. Wasn't he on San Fran? Or, yeah, San Fran, he was my bad. Well, he was on the Falcons. That was my initial reaction. Even, it's all right. Until yeah. I realized when he was in Atlanta, he never did anything, even though he had a decent amount of opportunities. He had Devontae Freeman in front of him. Yeah. yeah. In San Fran, he was fine, but he's always injured. To me, the value to be had there is Michael Carter. Take a flyer on him. I think he's a value. He's going as RB. Uh, for me, he's RB thirty one. Again, we're saying if you if you really need like you know the 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 big the big uh, a lot of teams in one league like this this is when you sort of pick up this guy. Well, no, I mean no RB thirty one. That's. Uh, it's like a mid to late. Yeah, but I don't feel like he'll move much. I, I disagree. I think he has the potential to take over that role. Obviously, you know, um, you know, the Jets could be running the ball a lot with Zach Wilson. I think there is a ton of value to be had in Michael Carter. You guys being taken yeah, RB forty three. I'm just thinking uh, like offensive line. 40. Like what? Yeah. I mean, their offensive line isn't bad. They have Makai Becton. They picked up Elijah Vera Tucker in the draft. I think Michael Carter's a screaming value. Yeah, maybe. Somebody you can it's stash on your bench uh, could turn out to be very effective. Even as a keeper at one point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I think so, that uh, that wraps it up. Yeah, yeah, this AFC East preview. So I think there's some really good options. There's also some, some really bad. Yeah, well, I think you want to stay away. I think we'll get into some higher tier, more fun options Absolutely. once we get to different divisions. We kind of had to get through the uh, – you know, it's boring. The Again, if you guys noticed, I mean, apart from the Bills, most of the guys are saying, "Yeah, they could you be know, good values." Got it's hit or miss. It's hit or miss. Yeah, yeah. It's a very meh division. Yeah. All right. So that was Hoogie Sports. Yeah, we'll you catch you guys. Send them out? Yeah, <laughs> we appreciate the listen. Uh, we will catch, catch you next you, time. Yeah, catch you yeah. next time for more NFL draft preview. See you guys. <laughs>